What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Unpaid Players, the NBA show brought to you from the fan perspective. My name is Carl Salvi, your host, and with me, as always, Mel the Mo. What's going on, good brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. What's up with y'all, man? What's up? Don't don't just make noises at the beginning. Say hello. Give me give me a what, word. Tell me what's how you're that? doing. What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? I feel I feel okay. I feel okay. I feel um. Good, ninjas. I feel ready to talk about a few things. You oh, know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, you 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 came with something on your chest. Not not something on the chest, on a on a on a on a uh on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Not so much. No no no, not, nothing bad. Couple um, just a couple things to talk about, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to enjoy my time with my friends, ex- expressing my opinions on certain sports topics. That's all. All right, so nothing bad, but there's something on his shoulder. So if you want to know what's on Mel's shoulder, like, like comment and home. subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> like comment and subscribe. Uh, I'm like, oh, you got eczema? <laughs> he, he <actually laughs> fuck up there. That's what Jay had when he was trying to brush dirt off his shoulder. That's <laughs> that funny. shit was just yeah, that's eczema. The itchy and shit. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but we are here. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, and subscribe. We are here live with the Twitch community, so we're going to be interacting with that. If there are any questions that come up, uh, we'll be going on there. So, Mel, uh, I kind of want to le- uh, yield the floor to you right out the gate. What, what's, what's on your shoulder, man? You hey, yo, what's that? What's that? What's that with the homie Trey Young, man? What you mean? Let me see if this is um a big enough deal. I haven't seen the the, the checkup behind him. Let me see some real quick. Trey Young. Did he, but what happened? Like somebody stepped on his ankle or stepped on his shit. Yeah, but it? I don't know. I don't know how uh how bad it was. I think it's just a sprain, but I don't know if it's a high or, or regular angle sprain. Yeah, I need to just, see what the Hawks is. It's just a sprain. They like he was like carried off, but the X-ray was negative. I don't know if they're gonna do an MRI, but the X-ray is just. I, I am glad about that, but I do. I do want to go on the record. You know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and do uh, this shit, man. Hey. Yeah. To the Knicks, my fault. I just want to <laughs> apologize to y'all. That's what I had on my. That's what I had on my shoulder. That's what you had don't hurt. It don't hurt, but I I do want to apologize. Um, just because. You listen, it got nothing to do with the players. It's a couple of the people that are in the ownership group that I felt no faith in, and I thought that they would have a bad season. Season, season. They are going fucking crazy, bro. Yeah, I think they went in the fourth spot right now, ain't they? They've eight yeah. straight. Yeah, and, eight um, straight in the fourth man, spot, thirty-three. And they, and they playing, they playing the asses against the team. Some of the losses. They played good enough to win, so I'm I'm very very impressed with the Knicks. I would like to pretend I never said that they would be at the bottom of the East. And if anybody from the Knicks acts, I'm denying it. <laughs> you just not gonna roll it off? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. I never gonna, said that. He's gonna pretend like none of that happened. I, I mean, never, we got a document. I never said it. No, no, sir. It's recorded. I mean, if they check the back catalog, they gonna see. I mean, just the fact that you issue in this apology is proof. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, though. Nah, they going off, yo. And and that, it was crazy. You know, they telling the story about um, you seen it, the um, the, the Kobe and uh, Julius Randle story. I did not so, see that. No, so see that. Kobe told Julius Randle, um, when you land in whatever city you land in, always go to the gym first, no matter like how inconvenient it is or how late you land, find a gym, and um, like put the game first. It was kind of like a metaphor for putting the game first. Mm-hmm. And um, every city they go in, they um, they find a gym now. You know, what I mean? well, he finds a gym, and uh, they went to Sh- Detroit, I believe it was, 
And uh, they went to Detroit and they found the high school that had the gym still open. And he went there and then the the, the guy who stayed late to hope to um, open the gym for them was like, damn, it's crazy. Most of the players do this no more. The last person that came into the gym asked us to keep it open was Kobe Bryant himself, yo. Damn. And um, he passed that on to the rest of the Knicks. So now when they go to cities, a bunch of them find the gym before they go to the hotel now. And it's crazy to see that translate into them this year. So that 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 just was dope. Like that 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 like legacy lived on. You know, Kobe told him that they found the gym. The last gym was Kobe, and now all the Knicks do it. Yeah, that's fucking dope. I think the last the last interview I saw from Julius Randle, they were asking him like, "Hey, what's the difference with the Knicks and what's actually happening?" And he was like, "Yo, we we fuck with each other. Like, yeah, we actually like each other. Like, we like hanging out. We like spending time together and." I think that that's real. I mean, this underrated thing. Like we always talk about, like how long does chemistry take, or whatever. But I think a lot of that can be accelerated when you actually fuck with the people that you out there on the court with every day. And if you got to spend all this time with these people, I think that makes it a lot easier. I mean, I mean, yeah. I know from my experiences in the army, Mo. I'm sure it's been been through the same shit in the navy. When you stuck with people and you can't do nothing about who's there, it makes everything easier when they are uh, when they're good people. Yeah. That's dope, but shout out to them. But speaking of Mo, uh, let's get to the fact that um, Mo seems to lost seems to have lost a little bit of his luster. Uh, so the Lakers, they ain't fall too far, man. And Anthony Davis is back tonight. Mo, tell us about it. Hey, man, you know. <laughs> That that's it. Yeah, I, hey, well, you lose something. Hey, you win well, you something. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Can't be right all the time and shit. I think that I the Lakers. Um, I think that the Lakers are. Uh, are. They they're going to be really smart with how they return their players into the into the lineup, and they should be. They don't owe the league anything to make a certain spot, and I think that once you hit championship level, it don't matter what would seed you in. So why are they press to get? Three versus six. You know what? What? What do you really get out of that? One more. One more home game. Yeah, I mean it's not really a thing, but I think the biggest thing for the Lakers is making sure they didn't fall to the play-in tournament and put you know extra pressure on themselves or fall all the way out. The same way Mo was talking was a possibility, fall all the way out of the playoffs at all. I mean, in reality, they did better than I thought they were going to do. They went fourteen and sixteen without a, without a AD. And then six and ten when they didn't have AD or LeBron, and they're getting them back tonight, so they still got chances. They still got a chance to move up. Yeah, do you and they're going they, through. Do you think they was uh it was helped out by other teams going on some slumps as well? Oh yeah. Do I think that, that? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, but also, but I think that that's the that's the that's the fucked up not the fucked up thing, but that's the that's the. That's this league we in. We're like, you know what I'm saying? These these teams are like, who's the best after you get past the the first two? You know what I mean? They, like that that becomes a race. Half the time it's because the other team is really good, and the other half is because the other teams are really bad at being good. Yeah, that that's true. But I mean, we also have to. We can't just put it all on the fact that some teams weren't playing good because the Lakers did have people step up, um, like Taylor Horton Tucker who's been playing really well since all of them have been out. Obviously, his minutes went up, but he's still only averaged like 
an additional five minutes a game, but he damn he doubled his production. He went from like six points a game to almost 15 points a game. So while those two weren't there, the bench players and more of the role players did have to figure out how to step up and yeah. how to be more productive when you don't have somebody like LeBron creating shots for you all the time. You know, I mean, you had to figure out how to get your own and then figure out how to play more of a team game, even when the other two stars aren't there. So this might have done more to benefit them than having LeBron and AD there learning how to play without them. Because if you can figure out how to score points when they aren't on the floor, that's big in the playoffs if you can get them some extra rest. Yeah, uh, just this long term, just being able to what, what third quarter is like when they both sit in yeah, I got you. Yeah. I got you. The THT dude, that's the one that was um um taunting KD mother. Uh I think so. Yeah. And now, uh, oh, he was going like his yeah, he was done. Yeah, I, I, he, yeah, that was, he, that was he actually was making, really funny. He was making mad shots right in front of his mom's on this shit. And every time he made a shot, he turned around with like doing a little the, the ice in my vein yeah. joint. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see her on the sideline, she over there like like it, it, it looked it was funny because they looked like they were both into it. Like it wasn't on no 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 disrespectful type shit. It yeah, was like yeah. it was, it was actually having fun with it. That shit was that shit had me dying. Yeah, that nah, that's pretty funny. But I, I'm curious to see now because I mean it's hard for me to pick against the Lakers seeing what they did without those two and the fact that the bench players are picking up. So it's getting really hard to pick against them, especially seeing how bad the uh the Nets have played recently. I don't know what the hell happened to them. KD banged his knee again. They got other bullshit going on. They uh they seem to have lost that fire, man. While that- Kyrie is actually, I I I've, this year I've been so impressed with Kyrie's like skill. But I, I'm really not seeing nothing different from him that we didn't already see. As nah, far he, as I mean, as he always been wild, but like he been going crazy, bro. Like somebody, somebody, yo, Kyrie, Kyrie is skilled, yo. We won't talk about that. We but needed, this- we need to have an episode of not current, but just like. Who's the best ball handler? The best, you know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. we should have some of them debates because Kyrie is no question. But this Kyrie dribbles better than Iverson. Though. I don't care what nobody got nothing to say about. Like I'm telling you, close. I know you're a Philly fan, but <laughs> you think Iverson is a better dribbler than Kyrie? I think Iverson is a better player than Kyrie overall. I, I said a skilled dribbler. Yes, I think he's a better he's a better ball handler as well. Kyrie makes some crazy moves, but he loses it and has to recover a lot. You never saw that with Iverson. All his moves were always fluid. When he made made a move, he made it. There was no tripping, dribbling it off his foot or whatever. He got to every spot he needed to get get to, and he still finished and shot the ball. He did what he needed to do. And when Ooh, the wow. team needed him, he was there. I ain't wilding. I'll take Iverson over Kyrie any day. I ain't saying I'm going to take Iverson over Kyrie. I asked about ball handling. I know. I answered about ball handling. No, no, you Go didn't. Ahead, you said I'll take him over Kyrie. Kyrie the whole time. I almost fucked this up. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but you said I'll, I'll take him over. There. I'll take him over. Nah, you wilding, huh? Ky- yeah, Kyrie going crazy and all that. But it just don't make no sense how when it's Kyrie on the court with and James Harden not playing and KD not playing, the Nets like will be lucky lucky if they get a win. It seemed like. Yeah. When it's hard in there without them two or Harden with one of them, it's like, bro, Harden going crazy getting the numbers and they're winning. Okay. So it's like, yeah, Kyrie can be going crazy as he want, but if them going crazy games ain't amounting to wins, who cares? 
No, you're 100% right. And that, that's the problem because the Nets are still sitting in the second place, but they're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. You know what I mean? They're barely yeah. over 500 on the road. So, like, that's tough. Like, I don't know how you expect that to translate into a championship. And especially now that LaMarcus Aldridge is gone with his, like, shocking midseason retirement after he had his heart problems, like, you're down a piece that you were counting on to help carry you to that. Like, I heard, I heard somebody say that LaMarcus Aldridge um, was dealing with those uh, heart problems, like, for a lot a lot of his career. I wouldn't be surprised, but I mean. You know, that moment had to be where you was like, I'm done. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It might have been getting worse, so he might have had something going on. But for the fact to you to go to a new team, you got championship aspirations, and you just pick up like yeah, hey, hey, a week hey, or two. Finally, Los. Yeah, and it's just like, finally. yeah, I'm good. Yeah, like you can have it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Like that. That. That too rich for my blood feeling he had to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to, that had to be some scary shit. I, and and as, as much as I want to talk shit because he came from San Antonio. I, I, you know, we, we older. We know what that shit feel like when you thought you had a heart attack or you think your shit, you know what I'm saying? You know that? Hey, I got to respect the man who literally just says, yo, hey, what was that? I'm I'm done. Hey, I'm good on a basketball career. Keep the millions. Like that, that is a sure choice. Yeah, 100%. You had to be petrified. Yeah, whatever that irregular heartbeat is, that shit shut him down for good. So, but health to him, man. I wish I wish that man health. I do man. wish the same. I do wish the same. You don't want to see anything bad happen to him. But oh, for the man. Nets, whew, that's a hard hit, man. They ain't really not, nobody else out there waiting in the wings. Not not considering. I don't think it's the hardest hit, but I think that uh, considering that he hasn't found his niche yet, you know, they, they didn't get the full. It wasn't like it was well oiled. They were, he was a positive thing because he, he he was doing a good job stretching the floor, a really good job stretching the floor. Yeah. But I don't know if um that system was ready for him yet. So you know it's still for them lucky enough that it's early enough for him to be able to like not take a piece of their DNA with them. But uh, I, I that that is a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. That's a hit. Yeah, and so they still have Blake Griffin, but now the Lakers have Andre Drummond, and everybody's coming back, and the bench is playing well. They're going to be healthy. They're going to have a full roster. They're going to have a lot of people to contend with. And, you know, with injuries in the West, Denver probably being their biggest threat, losing Jamal Murray. Like, the Lakers look like they got a pretty solid road getting there, and if the Nets can even make it to the finals, I don't see how they match up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you just you got to bank on historic historic night from James, historic night from Kyrie, historic night from KD, and then a win. Yeah, and then a win by two. Yeah. <laughs> You need all yeah. of them to have a historic night and win in overtime. That's tough. That's a lot to ask. It is. It is. And I don't know who on the Nets can deal with AD on any place on the floor. And who's going to stop Drummond from getting five offensive rebounds a game and creating those extra possessions. Like, I, I don't 
Yeah, it, it doesn't. Yes, yeah, tough. It doesn't compute. I feel you. That shit don't add up. Computers puting this shit. Computers puting. <laughs> nah, that's facts. That's facts, though. That's a that's a rough um, that's a rough that's a rough fight. Yeah, that's a rough fight for anybody. Can't listen. I know we haven't talked a hundred percent sports the last few episodes, but I kind of want to pivot back to last episode of touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> after we spent time talking all that shit, um, I, th- I spent a little bit of time reflecting, right? Because when you're a basketball player or an athlete, football, baseball, whatever it is you do, you're basically, not basically, you are a self-contained business, right? So when we talk about what can so-and-so do to improve their standing and get more endorsements, what can they do, mm-hmm. what have they done that's different from this person, like... A lot of that stuff translates to everyday people, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, being alive, being an adult, taking care of your own shit, you are a self-contained business. And how you how you decide to handle your business is really up to you. Your success and your failure is up to you. You get in, you get out what you put in. And some people put it into a nine to five. Some people put it into, a, you know, a four to one. Some people put it yeah. into having their own business. Some people do both. So I'm, I'm really curious with, with the way entrepreneurship is really on the rise in this country, the way people are analyzing player contracts more and more. I mean, just us being here, we've all gone into business for ourselves in some respect, and it's on the rise there. Is the nine to five about to die or is that is the nine to five more of a symptom of people not believing in the, their own abilities uh go ahead no no i just was gonna say i i don't think either one of those is the case because you're always gonna have no matter no, what i actually got the opposite i like that go ahead you no matter what you always gonna have people that's gonna work the nine to five because you're always gonna have you're gonna have people that have a business and those people depending on what type of business it is like unless you start in a business where you pretty much just doing everything yourself from home online like an online business type thing like that or even if you do like let's say i saw something the other day um with um somebody was had their business where they sell stuff on amazon like just regular shit that you would go to the store to get but course people do a lot of shit online we people order toothpaste and deodorant shit on online now so he has a wet he had a warehouse full of inventory and stuff so of course he he gonna have workers that work there so it's like you're gonna have the people that's working in nine to five and then i wouldn't say that the people that's working in nine to five don't believe or um are doubting themselves because everybody not everybody is gonna want to run their own business like everybody not gonna want to have to deal with <clears throat> the stresses that come along with that. So I don't think that's the case. Like some people just want to go. That's funny as hell. He wanted his opinion heard too. Well, what I was saying, what I was saying when he come back in, uh, I think it's a little bit of both as opposed to neither. Okay. I think um I think it's both. I think that um 
I think that the world is recognizing because me and you were recently talking about this off off cam, just the the how much value it is in taking whatever your creative idea. Remember, like, go pull a trigger on everything, pull a trigger on everything, and like that idea now was like, yo, I'm like, if I think it might work, I'm just I'm gonna find out it's not. Then to think it won't and go for what I know works already. I don't want what's working, and I think that because of this fast-paced world we in now, you got to be a fool to think that your job will ever feel like the person who loves their job's career or the person who chose not to have a job because they love what they do. So I think that, I think now, like where everything is now, was like, yo, everybody just into doing it, doing whatever it is that they want. Like people are recognizing that you only got one life and that none of the rules that you thought were true is true. You're not, you're not guaranteed to live till 87 or, you know, whatever, the, whatever the natural age is, you know, you're not guaranteed that the, the girl's going to outlive the guy or that, you, you know what I'm saying? Like th- those rules are like gone. So now we're just kind of like, we're in this new place where we're creating a new template. And like now everybody just wants to do whatever the fuck they want. I was like, now, now we just, everybody's just doing whatever it is that they want to do. And putting a lot of pressure on doing just that. Like systems just don't add up anymore. And I think that's the case in every facet. No one wants to no one cares about the status quo. All right. Let me uh get back to what I was saying before I was rudely interrupted by his loud <laughs> <and> dog. <laughs> but um what I was saying when I, I agree with what you're saying, I wouldn't say nobody cares about the status quo no more but because like i'll use this as an example you know what i mean people when i was in the navy was just like like there's motherfuckers in the military that love that shit that could that can go and get out the military or even have their own business while they're in the military but they just love doing that stuff so it's like they don't want to do nothing else and they'll do that shit for 30 35 years or however long they can stay in there until they have to retire and then they retire from there and then once they retire they don't do nothing else they just live off their retirement it's people like that in the real world that love whatever nine to five job they do and they're good with doing that until it's time for them to retire you think so you, I, you're talking about the, thir- the 30 to 40 year i'm talking about like 40 down you're talking about like our age people i'm talking about like all age people that's 40 and down yeah, and even that, I don't, I wouldn't say that there's a, a there's probably a, a way higher percentage of people in that age range than when our parents and and grandparents were that that age that want to want to be their own boss and entrepreneur and start their own business and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. the numbers are are way different from their time, but I wouldn't say that nobody wants to yeah i got you nine to five thing like it's still people it's always gonna have to be people that works the nine to five or the normal i wouldn't even just say nine to five like the eight hour yeah you normal yeah type shit like it's always gonna have to be people that do that but is there always gonna be people who want to do that i guess is the difference right lily what's going on with you welcome in uh we just having a little uh a little chat about the state of the world and uh how people choose a small to chat about the state of the, the whole earth I, yeah. I got you just, just, just <laughs> a little bit there but i guess what i'm saying is like 
yes, we are always going to have people who work the nine to five, who work the eight hour, but do they, is that something they actually want to do? Or is it something they feel like they need to do? Cause we've all done things. We feel like we needed to do, even if we didn't want to. So is that more the case or is it more the case that, is it more the case that when I, when I was saying earlier that I don't think, not that I don't think, but I was asking if you we think people don't really believe in themselves and that's why they don't go after it. it have what it takes or that they don't know that they can deal with the headache that comes with running your own business or doing something to that effect. It's the same thing like we were talking about last week with the athletes. Like, yes, they could do more. They could come up with this. They could come up with that. And they could try and figure out what that next step is to make themselves more marketable. But do they feel like it's too much of a headache or it's too much work or that they don't actually have the ability to do that? That that's the only reason I brought up some of that uh some of that self confidence portion of it. Yeah. Um I, I, I think that um I like I stay I really do stand by, like, you know, I haven't spoken to too many people who will say they love what they do. You know, so I would say that I'm not I'm not in a position to add a statistic to an opinion. Um at, at at some point when you do it enough times you'll come off as stupid and I and I don't want to come off as, as so misinformed to put a percentage on it. But if I had to guess a number for myself, you know, if I ask ten people how they feel about whatever they do for a living and you know, you get five people who hate it, three people who pretend they don't that but that's that can't wait to leave it. And then one or two that say they like it, then if I'm saying 80% or 80, you know, 85 or 88%, whatever the number is, no, we all know jobs suck. And I think at this point, that's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that we're not in that same era of I make 50,000, I get a girl that makes 50,000 or the other way around or whatever your partner may be, and we make 100,000. And since we hit the average home, then you know, I'm good. The average middle class home, that it's over for that. You know, I need, I need, I need to get to the next stage in life, and that may be speaking for a certain like demographic, like the people who are ambitious towards it. Because I'm looking at the chat now, when I see, um, is it okay? Yeah, please, please. I'm looking at the chat now, and I'm saying, uh, uh, Lily, say, um, I think some people get too comfortable and, and fearful of, of failing, and that is very true. Even the ambitious people. And um, I guess the difference is if you're going to take whatever you need to take. But I think the presence of mind to want to get away from it is in everybody at this point. Like to want to leave. So I'm not sure if you're asking how many people do it. Or you ask how many people want to. No, because I, I already think a lot of people want to leave. But I think the second part of what Lily's saying is the big piece, right? Where it says security, security is a bigger piece of mind. So why not stick to what works? So yeah. we're getting to that point where people... Not we're gonna get to that point. We've been in this state for decades where people are doing what works only because it works. Not because they like it, not because they're happy, but because they feel like if they don't do this thing that doesn't work and I'm they're, they're something lose. else that I'm gonna wind up losing in the long run, that that fear of leaping, that fear of taking some sort of risk or attempting to do something leaves you in this constant state of purgatory like career purgatory happiness purgatory where you're not unhappy but you're not you're not super happy you're just kind of going through your day like a handful of mashed potatoes like you just fucking but you know yeah. nothing like I, I don't i don't understand 
that totally. And we got a raid from our boy Death Breeze coming in with nine. Much appreciate you. Much, much appreciate What's up, bro? What's up, bro? I got an example for uh, with the security uh, topic from Lily, right? So, okay, this other day, right? Like, we talked about this before I even got my CDL. Like, my whole plan was to just get whatever job, get the experience or whatever for like the year, year, some change or whatever, however long I feel like doing it for it. And then I'm getting my own, my own shit and then I'm leaving and doing my own thing. I had that conversation with mad people that I work with, like that's been there for years, like anywhere between like seven and 20 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they say like, they, some of them come in there, they'd be cool. They'd be like, yeah, the job easy, which it is, it's an easy job. Like the only thing, like I'd say all the time, the, the, the shit that sucks is waking up as early as I got to wake up. That's the only hard thing about that job. That's facts. But a lot of them be like, they say that it's an easy job. And they, they, some people say they like it. Some people say they did like it. And the changes that's happening at the job is making them not like it so much, but they, they cool with it. So I asked them, I'm like, yo, you ain't never think about like going and getting your own shit, your own truck and like have either having somebody staying here since it's like not hard, but starting your own thing and having somebody drive it for you into where you can possibly build that up and have more than one and making that money too while you're doing this if you want to stay here and a lot of them say like yeah i thought about it but then i'll be thinking about like the, the the all the extra stuff that come with it like the the maintenance for the truck and yeah. all this other stuff and this and the other and i'm like bro if you think about it like it's not it's really it's not that bad like when you actually look at the numbers but that's the thing like a lot of people be like yo I'm 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 doing pretty good here I'm making pretty good money here why would I leave this and leave my 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 health insurance and and all of this stuff to go and jump into something that may not work and that's that's a, the issue with a lot of people like the whole security aspect of it and that's another issue with when i was saying how a lot of people stay in the military for so long a lot of people really love that shit, but a lot of people know that it's it's structured everything is planned out for you you just have to not get in trouble and do this and you can stay in there as long as your rank allows you to stay in the military and shit, and you ain't got you ain't gonna get kicked out and that's the reason a lot of them like los i'm pretty sure you heard it when you was in, like when people say, like, "Oh, what you want to get out for?" It ain't no jobs out there. Yep. How the fuck you know it's jobs out here? Like when, yeah. like, for a job, you ain't have to look for a job in twenty years. Yeah, and you have no reason to look for a job because you' about to retire in a couple years. So it's like, how you gonna tell me there's no jobs? That's the issue. Like a lot of people are so damn scared to just change up and do something different. So can I ask you, from your perspective, based on the example you just used, do you think that the difference between you and those people outside of just having a willingness to take risks is the fact that you started that job with the plan to quit versus other people whose whole plan is just to get a job and then figure it out as you go. Do you think that the difference is how far ahead they're looking? Uh, yeah. uh, I think so. I yeah, think so. I would say yeah. I think so. Because a lot of people go into something not even thinking about our what's what's this gonna be like five years from now like you know you know how you hear like yeah, people yeah. say like what's your I'll five fit, year plan? Let me, i have a dart for like two seconds yeah go ahead. All right. like when people be like oh what's your five-year plan or what's this 
this year plan or whatever like that. A lot of people don't even think about that. Like me, I'm my my one year plan is to be at this job for one year and I'm out of that bitch and I'm trying to get my own shit. Granted, everything has to work out the way I want everything to work out, but that's my plan. Like I'm not staying in that long. A lot of them probably went in. A lot of them probably went in it with that plan of yeah, I'm gonna go in with the same thing as me. I'm gonna go in here, get my experience up for the time I need it, stack up or whatever, and go get my own truck or go get do my own thing. And then life happens, and then now you look ten years later, they still there, some shit like that. So I think every like you could always go into something with a plan. It's the fact of that actually working out the way you want it to work out. Like, look, for instance, Los, damn fire department. My plan was to get out the Navy, and my plan was to be a fire. I've been out the Navy for two years now, yep. and my plan was to be a firefighter by now. I'm still waiting on that shit. So it's like everything don't work out the way you plan. You just got to go with the punches and, and come up with some new shit, I guess. I don't know. That's true, but I mean, but on another side, that that part really wasn't at it wasn't your control, right? Because you went into that going for it, but the way that process works, you didn't really have any control of the timetable. You know what I mean? But other people that go into like, I could quit my job today, right? But I don't because I haven't achieved what I need to to get to the next part. But if you never know what it is you're trying to achieve at the job besides just getting a paycheck every week or two weeks or whatever when are you ever going to leave when are you ever going to make the push for the next thing and it's not even so much following through on a plan you have as most people go in without a plan at all i like when i was young right when we were growing up the only thing i wanted to do the only thing i wanted to be when i grew up was not poor so when I wasn't poor anymore, I said, you know what? Now what the fuck do I do? Like I had lost, I had lost my sense of goals. So I didn't know what the next, what the next thing was. Like I, I found myself in a point where I wasn't aiming for anything. And that's when I really had to stop and recalibrate. Cause I was like, oh, I'm going to work, but I don't know what I'm going to work for. I don't know what mm -hmm. the purpose of me going to work is. I don't know what's next after this. I know I don't want to work for somebody forever. I'm not poor anymore, but now what? So I, I didn't really have a plan of what the next thing was. And I wonder how many people never recognize that portion, recognize that they don't have a plan, or ne even if they do recognize it, take the time to stop and reevaluate what they're doing and where they may or may not be going. And that's like... I think that's a really interesting portion and we see it in all aspects of life. And if we tie it back to sports, we bring it all the way back. We see that issue with players that retire and don't know what to do with themselves mm -hmm. all the time. Retire and be, and be either broke or just retire. And then you see, you always see it like the, the people that has been doing the same thing for all of their life. And then they stop doing that one thing and then they end up dying. Yeah, because they lose their sense of purpose, right? Their yeah. their entire being of who they are have become wrapped up in just what they do, just as a career. Um, Chat says, sometimes it's hard to make a plan or to execute it. It's a lot of pressure involved with that. That's true. I mean, but is the pressure is, is part of what helps you grow, right? 
And I think it's when you realize that the plan it ain't no it ain't no fucking plan, man. Like that's what I was about to say. It like, ain't no plan. None, no, did no plan. I, I always can, felt like, like no, no plan. No plan A has ever worked. I feel like there's the plan A, and then there's the parts of A that had to get replaced with parts of B. If you didn't have to fall back on B to begin with, like it, you, you, it's just is. I think that people don't want to deal with the fact that the disappointment and what you thought was going to work, not working and then figuring out what to do from there. And that little weird moment is, is what we're dealing with now, with just, with just, with this whole show in the beginning, mm-hmm. myself with the Twitch thing and, and trying to trans transfer my, my career path over to media and learning a different form of sales when it comes to self versus product. And I think that, um, Yo, some things that I thought was gonna work just didn't work, and some of the things I thought didn't didn't work was was a a smash hit, and it's like, yo, that's crazy how you just gotta believe in you and figure it out from there, and people don't want to that figure it out from there. Okay, yeah, I, yep, I can see that. How do we? Maybe this is too big of a question, and maybe it's too big of a thought even. I'm locked in now. Now I'm back, man. Yeah, maybe it's too big of a thought even for this short <laughs> period of time. Um, but how how do we make that societal change, right? How do we get how do we get people's minds to pivot? Because somehow we've come to a point of groupthink where everybody thinks the right thing to do is to go to college, get a degree get a job that you don't really like because you don't know what you like when you're 18 and 19, then go do this thing and then just walk through life waiting to, to be promoted or do the next thing. How do we make that societal change to get away from that being the standard to figuring out how to move to the next thing, how to look at an opportunity, not as something to get stuck in for 40 years, but as a launching pad to get to the next portion or to get to the next plateau or make people so less afraid of not even the world but less afraid of themselves i don't even i think we there already because if you look at a lot of these young young people yo bro i think a lot of people right now going to college just to get just for the experience of going to college because you got so many like for instance look at dude right he went he went to college um i forget his what his name is we, we talked about him last um stream but dude went to college was playing football while he was in college, he was making YouTube videos. The the, the team told him, "Oh, destroying." Yeah, yeah, told him, "Yo, you can't be on there making YouTube videos, um, and and making money off of your YouTube videos while you in college playing sports." Back in the day, people would have been like, "Oh, all right, I ain't gonna make YouTube videos no more because I don't want to get kicked off the football team because the football team is gonna make me go to the NFL mm-hmm. and that's the way you have to do it. You have to go to college to play football and then get drafted in the NFL. That's how you can make an NFL." He said, "Fuck y'all, I'm gonna keep making my YouTube videos and making mad money and then try out for a football team on my own and not go the traditional route." It's a lot of a lot of young people. I don't know if he's gonna make it in the NFL or if he got any offers. Anything and that like right that. there might be the difference maker, Mo. Because what the, the destroying who I do, I watch a lot of his stuff, a lot of his content. I I don't see him race Tyreek Hill and do pretty good, and that's a kicker. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not somebody mm-hmm. you just race and do okay with. 
Like, you know, you know, one of us raised Ty- Tyreek Hill, the video don't even go up. You know what I'm saying? Like he oh, the that's video a, don't go up because I'm a trip his ass. This guy has to take it. You have to take a certain amount of seriousness to your athleticism and to still be in the condition to try out for the team after doing that for I think it was a year or two, whatever whatever the case may be. And um you got the people who will look at it because I think it's a systematic thing, and I'm not gonna try to make this like it's not the deep podcast and shit, but lately we've been we've been hitting some subjects that I do like that we we stay on. And I think that um when you ask a question like I gotta mute you so I can so I can loosen up a little bit. All right, bet. Now I feel a lot better. So when you ask, like I think that we were taught at one point, I think that the the correct answer is information. I think that's what takes us out of that ideal like system, you know, school, high school, college, figure it out from there, career. I think because we got that cookie cutter style, we don't know any information outside of it. And certain people or certain races, you know, whatever, we're not going to get too like crazy like that. But certain entities have had access to information that you didn't think that a lawyer, when your uncle's a lawyer, they can tell you this. You know what I'm saying? When your aunt's a cop, she can say this. And, and like just certain information that we just weren't used to. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that it's becoming more of here, take life, figure it out. I think that the more information you have, the easier it is to step out of that cookie cutter style and, and grow to something different. And I think that for people like destroying who may say, all right, well, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm not going to let the college take away my money. But then when I recognize that I'm still the same athlete that they passed up on, I'm going to go show you how I could have did both. And I think that you're going to have your few entities like him, but there's going to be a thousand people who look at it like, here he goes. Now he wants to be in the league. You know what I'm saying? Now you want to play football and give up on your YouTube. And like, until we break out of that, until we have enough examples to believe that you can just step outside of that same mold, it's going to be rough. We're going to need, we're going to need some pioneers for entrepreneurship. To, to take us there. And I know we always had them, but we didn't even have access to their route because for a long time in the communities, like not even just the African-American or the, or the Latino, Latino community at all, just in general, most people keep successful secrets to themselves. And I think now that we got to a point where we are, where people are telling the information and saying what it is that made them go to the next level, I think that now that is becoming more and more accessible more possible but we still aren't there yet and i think the minute that somebody spreads the information to a point where anybody can access it we we won't have um we won't have that right that right sense of entrepreneurship or self pride i don't know what word you want to call it but just believing in yourself enough to say hey fuck it i don't need your system i don't need your school i don't need your whatever you know no that that, that makes sense uh want to welcome sans in from the uk What's up, Sans? We international. What's up? What's up, Sans? But another another really good point being brought up by the chat is the fact that the our first line of education is always going to be in the house, right? Yeah. So it's your parents, and I think the the point that you know seems to be raising is that our parents had a different path because what they were exposed to and the way they grew up, they charted a certain course to get to where they were and what they saw as the path to success or the path to doing whatever it is you needed to go to was done by doing a b and c but 
that route has changed so much that your parents' advice really just isn't applicable anymore. You know what I mean? There's there's nothing, there's very little that holds up. So, yeah, and I think that's what I meant. Like, no yeah. blueprint. It's no blueprint now. Yeah, there, there's no blue, blueprint, but also where are we looking where are we looking for 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 that level of education now right because if our parents didn't have the blueprint then it's highly likely that the educators that are in our schools and our universities that have tenure and have been there forever don't have the blueprint and we know they don't have the life experience because they've been sitting there teaching shit out of these textbooks that don't have the information so where's the information coming from so when you get a few of us that are out here figuring out chasing a dream and become successful and then you couple that with the fact that the amount of pe- people that are having kids, like in our age de- demographic, is going way down. Who is passing the information over to the new generation of kids that are coming up? And what information is getting passed to them? We still don't teach basic finance in schools. You know, all the, the life skills we need that you actually need or when you grew up and you realize this is what you needed and were never taught, we still aren't teaching those things. So... They get it from the interwebs and YouTubes. And YouTube, you saying they get it from the unpaid players? Oh, you heard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, stupid. <laughs> they just gonna look at like, 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 right? That's where a lot of people are getting, or especially younger people getting the information from. Like, yeah, you don't have your parents and people actually like around you giving you the information but a lot of these people is getting this information off of youtube it's like mad youtube channels that shows or talks about finance now there's mad youtube channels that talk about real estate now there's a whole bunch of youtube channels that talk about stuff with the stock market and stuff like that that's where a lot of them are getting they they, they information from and that's why i'm telling you, you you'll see a lot of younger people now be way more educated with a lot of shit. it's way more people that's younger than us that starting their own businesses than I will probably say ever before. I would agree. With like that. When, I was, when I was 19, yeah. when I was 19, I was not thinking about starting a business. I was not thinking about stock the stock market or none of that shit. But you look at a 19 year old now, bro, they owning fucking, they doing vending machine companies and all types of shit now. Like stuff that we never even were told we could do. Vending machines been around forever. But why nobody told us, like, yo, bro, get in the vending machine business. You can make some good money on some vending machines. Get you a couple vending machines, put them up in here, make your money, go get you another. Like, it's mad stuff. What we that's did. What that's what I meant by, went by, uh, meant by information. Yeah. And that's, they, it's, it's all, man, they got it all on the internet now, man. Yeah. So, like, now now we had a we had a place where you can go chase your education versus being in a room where it was brought to you. Because I, I, I say this. This is my thing I said before I was talking to, um. To older friend who was blaming our generation for not being able to communicate to kids what they needed. And um, he was saying, like, you know, it's our fault because when we saw the window open, we didn't tell them it's a window open. You know, like like the the first thing is when you learn how to open a door, you make sure your little brother, little sister, little cousin don't open the door like you know how to, because then you won't be able to open the door anymore. And like that might seem like it's just a you know, being a kid we do the same thing with information it's 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 a it's a process of thinking so the minute that we look at it like okay cool the internet is something that is moving a lot faster and we can get a lot more information from there then like we didn't teach the younger ones how to keep up with that 
And I think that we have to be like extra. We have to be twice our parents to our kids in order to catch them up to what we wish we had at their age. So like our parents is they didn't have the didn't have the access. They didn't know that. I remember like when I was saying this before, I'm like, yo, when you were in trouble and auntie came over to the house and told you you could play with the toys or play with their games, your mom's punishment didn't matter anymore because you had new information. It's like, oh, I get to do that now. Like, you know, grandma said I get to play with the toy, so I'm playing with the toy now. And that that little simple way of thinking is just how how crazy that, that window is. We were close to a lot of information, bro. We didn't know anything. We thought it was. 17 to drive, being in New Jersey, 21 to drink, go. You know, like we didn't think you had to be, you could be 14 and doing a, a YouTube video and being able to take yourself to the whole next level of financial freedom for the rest of your generation. You know, you, you'd be a 20 year old millionaire, 15 year old millionaire. Yeah. And uh, bringing in more from, from the chat, uh, we are definitely more fortunate to be born in the era we were, especially in comparison to our parents. Um, we, I think we do have more opportunities. We definitely have more information, better ways of analyzing the information we give and obviously communication, just the fact that three of us can be in three different places, having a conversation at the same time on one screen and still talk to people from across. I don't even know where you're from lately and people in the UK, just the, the methods we have to be able to communicate. Um, we definitely have the ability to do more and our kids can be smarter. But I think going to what Mel is saying, I think we have to do more to change not just what they have access to, but what's being put in front of them, right? Because I think Mel had said it right at the beginning of his last, I don't know what to call it, not soliloquy, but his last Yeah, his last thing. I was going to say soliloquy, but yeah, I, I, I got what you're saying. His, his last group of words, uh, he was saying that there's more information out there to chase. And why why do we have to have them chase it right the information is out there but the information that's being put in front of the kids these days is almost useless right use the information is available if you know what to look for there's plenty of information out there on the stock market if you know you should be looking at the stock market there's plenty of information to go look on finance or real estate if you know to go look for that there's a video to start a vending machine com company but how do you know you should be going to look to start a vending machine company versus everything that's still being pushed to this day in our elementary schools and our middle schools and all that other shit is all bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, look at the stuff we had to learn when we were in school. We took three years of some something that didn't matter. We took four years of another thing that doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, like, the information that's being put in front of people isn't good information to begin with. There's a tons of good information out there, but the information that's being put directly in your face is bad information or it's bullshit or it's something to distract you or it's an ad or it's it's nothing that's educational or something that's actually going to help enrich the next generation or what you should be looking for. How long we now now one thing to pull a more from the chat is um information is skewed online. But how was that that same information is skewed in person? Like we were taught, we were taught that the last person to do something cool was Dr. King and then <laughs> Jackie Robinson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Harriet, like the last person that did a different the, the last difference maker was them. It wasn't anywhere near the same people, but um 
it wasn't the same people who said, all right, let's, let's step above that. And again, like, like you say, all right, go to school, learn your trade, whatever it is. Schools will put you in that. The crazy thing is you'll build up debt to do an internship to work for free. And then you'll do an externship to do, to, to pretty much work for nothing. And then you'll be put in a position where you can start off at entry level. But by that time you have enough debt to, to, if you were at the max, you still have to work for a year or two before you could even start to pay that back. I know people who are in their 40s still playing, paying student debts back that didn't graduate. And it's, I know more of them than people who are successful graduating. And I think that, and I think that it's, it's always been about how easy it is to sell the information versus how much you will lose by giving it away. And I think now that the internet has become someplace where you can shortcut a, a, a class is if you want to know how, if your phone screen breaks and you want to learn how to fix your phone over again, <laughs> YouTube enough people and they will teach you how to engineer a screen from one <laughs> phone to the, like, you know what I'm saying? And I think that, um, I think that if you don't know that, or if you don't trust that, because I've had conversations with like even my parents or other people's parents. And it's like, yo, you have access to all the information you think you don't have access to. You keep calling and paying blah, blah, blah services to do those things. And it puts you in a position of loss. And why would they give us that information when you can sell this, the, the solution? You know how they say they make the sickness to sell the medicine? 100%. That is the same thing with the educational system. I, I think that there won't be a time that they do it. It's going to be the time that we recognize that it won't happen and make the choice to deal with it. Big facts. Hey, Cyber, I do want to welcome you into the stream. Appreciate you chiming okay. in. Uh, thank you okay. for being here and being part of the conversation. Uh, but you definitely make a good point that the the profit centers are the colleges now. Um, you know what I mean? And I guess his whole quote here is, if we don't push kids to go to colleges, we won't create college debt. And if we don't create college debt, somebody's missing out on that profit. So... If you want to understand a problem, ask the question, who profits from how things are and who will lose profit if that changes? And that's 100% true. We live in a profit-centric country and, I mean, world, really. It's not just country. We got to stop thinking our problems are our own, right? The same shit happens all over the world. But the college system is probably one of the most gross examples of how this whole thing functions, right? If we... Short short history lesson. I'm not going to give specific dates and all that other shit, but college is more expensive than it's ever been. But there was a point in time when the amount of money that it costs to go to college started rising exponentially. And that happened at the exact same time when the government decided that they were going to back student loans. So from the government side, they said, hey, you know what? This is going to be a great idea. We're going to secure the loans that way Mel and Mo." And Los, you guys can go to college. You guys can go to college and you can go get, get your loan and it's going to be easy for you to get, get a loan because we're going to be able to secure it for you. And the only thing the universities heard was, bro, I don't care if they're too broke to pay their college back because the government's going to pay for that shit. So let's just keep raising the price. And the price has just become astronomical to the point that people aren't paying the debt back anymore. So it's gone well beyond the line of raking in the amount of profit you need. So now it's at that point where you meet those 40, 50, 60, 70 year olds who don't, who can't pay their loans back and will never be able to get out of it 
In addition to that, because it became such a problem, student loan debt is one of one of a very few subsets of debt that don't go away if you declare bankruptcy. If you declare bank bankruptcy, everything else can go away, but your student loan debt will it's still right follow there. you. So it's become such a big problem that they can't even use their own backwards-ass system of erasing the ledger and starting from zero to give it back to you. And at the same time, you graduate with this fancy new basic receipt that's all a college degree is, is your big-ass receipt, but you still got no experience, so you don't even qualify for the entry-level job that now says you need four years of experience to get. What the wild thing is, Los, I know people who who have said they graduated with a degree in something and didn't. And just the fact that it says it on a resume has gotten them through the process of the interview, the hiring process. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it It's so much stock that is sold on. Got to have a degree in this. That the this this world is so like confused in confusion and everybody's just trying to do the best that they can as they're confused and i think that um i'm not into i'm not into giving everything that you'll make when you graduate from college to the college you had to go to graduate from and i think that as long as they drag on this this college debt forgiveness they'll continue to get paid for whoever they can get paid for until the day comes that the world's tired of it and they make a change but they would already made millions and billions by that time. Yeah. So yeah, they keep on they can hang over your head. Like, oh, be forgiven. 2021 we're voting on this. And if this passes, it's forgiven. What well, we did, but wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like it's always something that's like, we're not forgiving those debts yet. Keep paying it, keep paying it, keep paying it. And for the people, let imagine when 150,000 people say, Well, I'm only gonna send you out a minimum. Okay, well, I'll take 580,000 a quarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll take I'll take 1.25 million in a year from all of the fifty dollar payers, and then I'll take whatever I get from the people who are paying like they're supposed to. You know, and, and like you said, a lot of people going to to how ironic is it that when you go into bankruptcy, college college debt isn't forgiven, but that's what drives a lot of people into it. It's it's being young enough not to make enough to to pay everything else. And that being the, the one thing that's distinct, that's hanging over your head. Some people are so obsessed with I've seen I've heard people so obsessed with, with paying their college debt down that they don't pay. They don't pay everything else. They they look for whatever they could take a loss on because they're scared of that one bill. Mm -hmm. And and here we go, running running that same system back. You go on you go into to bankruptcy, you still owe the same system, whatever they're gonna get, because eventually they'll forgive it. But until then, keep paying us. Yep. And then same thing from the chat. We're also seeing that, hey, you know, I graduated from college and do nothing that's related to my degree. And then on the positive side, because we shouldn't shit on college 100 percent. Cybert is saying that degrees are useful if you do very specific things like you, Absolutely. if you want to be a doctor, you better take your ass to college. Don't you? Yeah, show I ain't me telling nobody don't go to college. Don't, don't tell me you went to YouTube college and you're trying, you're trying to do surgery on my knee. I ain't trying to hear that shit. Sure <laughs> I ain't trying to hear none of that. Uh, but that that is a that portion is a big driver and i think it's funny that uh, i think it's funny that in the public and in wide media a lot of the reasons why it's described that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer everybody points the finger at business 
or big business or they point at Jeff Bezos like he's a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not the one that made you poor. The college and the system and everything you went through didn't do anything to help you or force you into bankruptcy and you still saddled with that debt on the other side and you erased something else, but you're still not doing any good. But we point at the successful people and say, hey, you're a piece of shit and you made too much money. Instead of actually pointing to to the root cause of what the actual problems are, it's it's like putting up a mask by pointing pushing the blame to somebody else. Like, hey, don't don't look at this thing we created. Oops, we know it's fucked up, but we're just gonna kind of divert that blame. And hey, that guy's a piece of shit. You guys should take a look at that. What you were saying, Mo? No, I wasn't saying that. I was. <laughs> I know I did that shit on purpose. <laughs> I heard from 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 you in a minute, brother. So, uh... Yeah, I feel like I feel like, Mo, I feel like Mo been uh. No, I just in, in known, but I've been saying y'all been saying the same shit that I would have said. So it was like I ain't. I was just letting y'all go. Yeah, I think in order to uh, in order to make progress, it's gonna take acceptance. You know, just to get just to kind of get to 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 because we got we got to eventually get to that point with it. It's um, we won't get shit until we realize that we don't have shit. And I think that that's that's where the driving force to change is going to come from. The minute you recognize hey, um, all of the stuff that's, that's put in front of you, will put in front of you to divert the fact that you need shit. <laughs> like, you know, we'll give you we'll give you a whole bunch of we'll, we'll put black history in your schools just for you to think that you're learning about your past when realistically you're only learning about. The same fucking movie. I remember it was a time where, where until until high school, Black History class, and this isn't about that, so I don't want to make it what it isn't. But I remember a time that until high school, the only Black history you had was when they rolled that big ass TV in front of you and played Roots. Mm-hmm. You know, like fucking movie. Like that's that's what they would do: roll a big ass television with the strap on it. You know, the TV <laughs> with the strap on the cart. And then pop in the tape, and then that's what you did. That was your history class. We're gonna sit here, we're gonna sit here and watch Roots. And when we're done with this whole six-part series, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll move on to the next thing. And um that for me to be in a public school where 80%, you know, we all grew up in the in the same vicinity, like for us to go to school and that be what you got in a town where 80% of the fucking students should know more. It's insane to know when you get when you when you get to twenty something year old, you like, damn. Well, if they could have not for nothing, they could have told me about Jay Z, and I would have been like more more ambitious. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it, like because it's a, it's it's unrelatable content, but it's to say, hey, I did something for you, and that's the problem. That we all do that now. We do that in all of us, you know, in, in life. We all do it in relationships and friendships. You know, we give each other half of what we think the other person wanted us to give them. And they would want credit for giving them something. But we we don't live in a world where we give each other everything. And um until we just until we recognize that and take advantage of the fact that we have the power to do whatever the fuck we want, we're not gonna get nothing. Flat out. Hmm. Shelby, welcome man. Welcome, welcome man. As you can see, you uh you wandered into something <laughs> a little on a serious on a little more uh, serious side of life here. God. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we kind of strayed a little far we we strayed pretty far uh 
But fuck it, I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad yeah. at it at all. Uh, it's just something that I've really been thinking about a lot. You know what I mean? Just trying to figure out what the next move is, trying to figure out what the pivot is, trying to figure out how I got to the point, trying to figure out how I got to the point that I'm at today, and then looking back at the timeline of my life and figuring out what those what those key moments were. Like, you ever go back and look at that, and you're like, hey, at this point, if I would have made, like, this decision instead of this decision, my life would be totally different. Like, drastically different. And you don't know if you'd be drastically better, drastically worse, what's going on unknown. But I look at that a lot, and I'm like, man, like, and I can probably identify, like, four or five, like, key moments in my life where it's a hard pivot. Yeah. So sometimes when I get to thinking a little too much and... You go down some weird routes, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a who chair is that? Oh, my <laughs> Flat out. They got they got the at tag, man. You ain't got to say hello, ladies. They got the at tag. I mean, <laughs> flat, flat out question. Uh huh. Shoot. What's up? Do bald people have foreheads or not? <laughs> It's an honest question. I haven't gotten an answer to that. You think that shit is funny? It's not funny. I'm asking an honest question. It is Does funny. Does a bald-headed man have a forehead? <laughs> Mo. Hey, uh, black, or, black or blue? Black. Mo. They answered it in the chat. What? He said, what of course they, they do. <laughs> a bald-headed person said that shit. <laughs> Coming from the bald delegation. <laughs> Nigga, you just asked me. What's your take? How you gonna ask me my take, but then when a bald person give their take, you're gonna say a bald-headed person said that? Because if I was able to answer somebody's question in court, a lot of people will be getting off. But they asked the person in court, Mo, does do bald people have foreheads? Yes or no? So I'm saying yes, and okay, I'm a bald person. Yes, so yeah. why what's what the difference think? between me saying right, yes hey, and him saying do, yes and he's bald? How do we do it? Do we do it? All right, can I ask another question then? Can I ask a follow-up question? Because I don't really know the right answer to that, but Thank you for giving us some kind of credit. How, how, when you're bald, how do you delineate where your forehead stops and starts? Mo, I want you to do me a favor right now. Take your four fingers as if you're saluting. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all yeah, can go the stop. fuck on. All right. Just tell me where it starts. Let's start. keep this shit going, please. Let's go. Next, Mo next topic. <laughs> it's, it's getting to that time. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. You're right. You're right, Mo. Damian Lillard. Name it a little bit. <laughs> all right, yeah. So let's bring it full circle all the way back. Jesus Christ, we went uh, we went really far. Let's bring it all the way back to where we at. Is Dame the front runner for MVP, bro? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Joker is. Joker is. Joker is. Fuck out of here. Low. I'm saying Embiid. I'm cool. He almost nailed that shot, though, right? He did almost nail, nail, nail that shot, but defend. Mel, defend uh defend Jokic. Jo Jokic is jo he is doing what Luca did at how how tall is he? Seven one? I think it's like six ten or whatever. Who cares? Yeah, so six ten, six eleven, whatever the case may be. And um yo, this this guy is literally Everywhere he needs to be, doing everything he needs to do all the time. And I, I can't see nothing more valuable than that. 
Like, you might be like, Joel should have been in the paint. You know what I'm saying? This this is my 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 Joker versus uh MB because it, it deserves the conversation because it be should should be the second runner, if not the first. So like MB might take a shot that you might get mad at because he shouldn't have been there taking a shot at that spot. Maybe, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe not. There is un there's no doubt that Joker is always where he should be. And I think that there's not too many other NBA players that are there all the fucking yo, he's every time he's supposed to get a rebound, he's right there for it. Every outlet pass, he lays it where it needs to be. Every shot is with the right amount of space. I I I don't know. I I I care to question how he would have been in other eras. And once you hit that status of like, yo, you might be better than your era, yo. Like that slow footwork would have worked against Yao. It would have worked against, you know what I'm saying? Like it would have worked against, you know, I, I don't want to say Bill Russell and get too crazy, but like <laughs> it would have worked against everybody they played against. Kevin McHale in them. Like I can't see them. I can't see how that, bruh. Robert Parrish would have get washed. Would be washed. Would be washed, bro. Like playing against something like that, yo. It, it's it's crazy, bro. He literally. I, I've seen him do step backs. Then I'm like, yo, it seemed slow, but it was so intricate. Like I seen like Luke Luca. Like even his dribbling is getting better. I see him do in and outs, like stop and then do the same step back that he did two years ago, and that's why it's still working because of the in and out first. When you see these players advance mentally above the game. Yeah, that's that's tough. Like Joker, Joker is impressive. Okay, Mo, defend and beat. Uh, thirty points a game, eleven rebounds. Uh, shooting forty percent from the three. Uh, just all around balling. Motherfucker missing mad games and still still coming back and look like he never even left. So that was going to be my main question with Embiid. Do you think that his durability has an impact on his eligibility? Or it should be a detractor from him being eligible, not eligible, but winning that award. Do you think that's going to take away from him? Um, No, just for the simple fact that Philly is still in the number one seed. Like if they if they finish in the number one, how many games he missed? Uh, I'm not sure in total. Uh, let's say nine. But I'm not sure right. exactly how many he missed. Yeah, so if, if he didn't miss, because ain't it like a certain amount of games that you, you can't miss for you to be um in the running for MVP? Oh yeah, no, yeah, there is. But he's so if he, he if he ain't missed them yeah. if if he ain't missed them um that amount of games and his his numbers <laughs> still show that he should be MVP and that uh Philly was the number two seed at one point and when he came back or whatever, they got back up to number one seed along with Brooklyn kind of playing like shit right now. Yeah. But still like it wasn't no it wasn't no drop off with with him like you know how some people will miss a few games and then they come back and they look a little rusty or whatever. It's like he came back and was just like boom, back into it. And that was going to be my question because since since Philly didn't fall when he left, does that does that make the argument in the opposite direction that his I don't want to say his utility, but maybe that his importance it may be overstated since they didn't have a dras a more drastic fall like the Lakers did when they lost and beat LeBron uh, when they lost AD and LeBron. No, but they they did drop from the number one seed. Yeah, but to the number two, they didn't drop from number one to number six. You know what I mean? Yeah, I it wasn't. Yeah. Well, you 
you can't really compare Lakers dropping from one to where they dropped to from because it, it, it still got that east and west aspect of it. Like it's a whole lot closer over there than it is from Philly being number one to um, dropping to number six. Because you look at it, Philly from from one to six is eight games. You go to LA. Well, I would say it's a lot closer, actually. Yeah. You see what I mean? So it's like little things like that that start to take away. Not really take away, but start to chip at that a little bit if you start looking at it over a longer span of time. And you also have to remember that if we went by the statistics, somebody other than the person who won MVP pretty much every year would be the MVP. We're We're really taking a hedge to see what the people who vote, which are just media guys and writers and columnists we're really betting to see what they're gonna think so a lot of it is the show you put on meanwhile meanwhile <laughs> three people on the podcast giving their opinion yeah exactly but we don't <laughs> so no but what i mean is like it's, it's gonna be off of, uh, off of like an opinion based on subject matter and i yeah not for nothing bro i'm telling you yo like i feel like like joker's doing that shit with like with with Murray right there going crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I I just don't I don't I don't I don't think that, bro. If Ben Simmons can put the fucking basketball in the basket, thirty don't, you don't need thirty. So then that thirty goes to twenty six, twenty four. You know what I'm saying? Like like I just feel like I, I don't know. I, I got I got I got I don't think that Embiid is. I don't think that Embiid's not second. I just don't think he's first. If that makes sense. So when but, you are going to get a 480 player league, you're saying that the dude's the second best. It might sound like you're a hater, but you, you can't be if you're telling him he's better than 99.7% of the league. But it, it's tough to argue against somebody like Joker, bro. Like he he's everywhere he needs to be, even if his point guard is going off. But couldn't you use that as an argument towards Embiid? Like you have, even though Joker don't have Murray anymore, but Joker has Joker's going off with somebody else going off on the team as well. And B is putting up those numbers with no more production coming from fucking Ben Simmons. Like, you don't so, have another person on the team putting up 30 a night or 20-something. He's averaging 15 fucking points. Yeah, I think that you are right. So if you're asking me who's the best player, then I'm going with Embiid. Okay. But if you ask me about that reward... A reward, award, award. Then <laughs> I'm going with I'm going with Joker. So I, I I think that's that might be that might be we we probably don't even have an argument because I do think that Embiid is the I don't want another center. You know what I'm saying? Like then then Embiid. But if you're asking me who deserves the award because of how that award is like, it's it's the basketball player who's the safest best. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how that award goes. Like like Low said. If you were gonna go based off of stats, then we probably got a different MVP out of fifteen of the last years. Twelve of them, the award goes some other way. It's just based on who put their team in the best position because of whatever it is that they do, and that's it. And I think that MB is the better player because I think Embiid is the best center. But I, I don't, I just don't think he wins the award. That's all I'm saying. Because I don't think the, I don't think the league. Is thinking that way for the people who are in the chat. I might not, I might not get what I mean by that. Now I hope I don't come off too much like it, like an asshole by saying that. But like, 
in the NBA, that, that MVP award goes to whoever fits a certain type of system. And looking and at it, I don't over know here, if uh, Embiid fits that of a uh, Joker. Like I was just just like comparing the two stats between Joker and Embiid, and for the team team leaders, right? Out of four out of the five um, stats, which is points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, for the Nuggets, Jokic got four out of the five, and the one that he don't have is not even blocks, which you would think that he would have blocks on the team. He got steals, assists, rebounds, and points. He lead the team. Now, if you go back to Philly, um, out of the top five, um, which is crazy because they got team leaders, Tobias Harris, leading with 20 and a half points, but Embiid averages 30, 30 points a game. So I don't understand how he's not top on that, but he's not even leading the, the team in the the – those categories like Jokic is. But what I will say is he's leading the team in points, and the next person down from him is 10 points less. With with um with Joker, he's leading a team with 26 points, and then I think Murray was like only like four points less than him. So it's like the drop off is not as big as it is with MB yeah. as far as points wise. Okay, so if we're looking at Stats, we're looking at standings, we're looking at wins, we're looking at marketability, we're looking at impact. I don't see how Dame doesn't fall in any of y'all number one spot. Carrying a team in the playoff race, 29 points a game, number one in clutch points, number one in clutch three-point percentage, number one in clutch free throw percentage, number one in clutch plus minus doing it with three starters out and still running it. I don't see how that man is not at the top of everybody's Christmas list. Been there, done that. Been there. What's that? What's that? What's the saying? Yo? Been there, done that. Got the t-shirt. Like, yo, bro, he been doing that shit. Break him up out of here. No, nah, no, nah, fuck with Damon. I'm just talking Damn. shit. Shout out to Damon Lillard, though. Nah, but for real, though, how, how, often, how often? Like, come on, bro. Until he leave Portland, he ain't the MVP. I don't give a fuck if he averaged 80 a game. That's foul, bro. I... No, it ain't, bro. Nobody got time for that extra loyal shit. Get up out of there and get you a ring. But he's trying. Dang, 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 MVP, bro. Shout out to Damian Lillard for all those aside. Dame, Dame, Dame. If Dame is not on your list as the best point guard, then you must be really smart with basketball knowledge, or you just the, the dummy that walks in the store and grabs the most popular jersey. You know what I mean? Or like, like I you, know, you goes and grabs the most popular basketball card. It's gonna get him the most dollars. <laughs> that that's that you 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 would have to you would have you call him a dummy, right? That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. Nah, that's me. That's me. Shout out, I know. Nah, but for real though, when you when you think of when you think of like your dames, Dame is clearly ahead of his competition as far as like other point guard. What is this music playing in my background? I think that was Dame last song. Yo, no, it's not. It's definitely not Dame. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Los. Yo, can you please admit that Shaq is a better rapper? Yes, bro. Shaq got two. He got a plat. He got two platinum albums and one gold. Sales don't equal being good. Sales equal popularity. Jaquan got sales. Chingy got sales. Here we go. Here we go. A lot of shitty music. Hey, thank y'all for. Hey, I appreciate y'all for coming through. 
Um, what well, uh, uh, we were the unpaid players. This do remember this is from the fans' perspective. <laughs> we're talking from the uh, the couch. Um, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm done. I ain't fucking with him, yo. Bro, nah, you gotta get out of here, yo. I'm not you gotta it. go. We're not doing this, bro. We're not I'm not coming back to you. I ain't coming back till you leave. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm leaving. It's my stream. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't coming back till you leave. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna admit that because it's not true. And Shaq got better songs, yo. Bro, do you even have Dame album in your phone? I got every no. album in my phone. I'm talking about like if you went to your library on your music, is Dame's album in there? No, I have not bought a Dame album. Have you listened? Yes, I have listened. I've streamed. That's how I consume is it, a large majority of my is it, down, songs. is it hold on? Is it downloaded in your phone? No, I don't download music to my phone. What's one of your favorite songs? I, Shaq out like, Shaq like shit ever. downloaded in my phone. But I don't. That, that's you. I don't. Hey, I knew he, he was gonna hit you with it. That's you. I knew that was coming. I don't. So give me to my phone. Lowe's, give me what? your top three Damian Lillard songs right now, bro. You uh, want to do this or not? Moneyball is probably one of the. I knew he was gonna say Moneyball. I, I hate it because you like Moneyball too. Come Moneyball on. is nice. Exactly. I like Moneyball. Exactly. So don't 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 try and put me. On the say spot that on the pod. Give me the other two. What? Oh, I bet you you stuck with Moneyball. Track is hilarious. Huh? Going with the Hulu track is hilarious. I'm going with the Hulu commercial. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hulu doesn't just have live sports. It's a lifestyle. We're going with that because that shit is hilarious. No, I'm fucking with you. That shit is, that shit is funny. Uh, Yo, come on, so, son. Give it to Shaq, man. Stop playing. I'm not giving it to Shaq, man. We're not doing that. We're not tripping. doing it at all. Back he said I rest my case. A, he said I rest my case in the app. You go. Yeah, I'm about to break all the... um. Copywriting laws right now because no, you can't, bro. Nah, fuck that. Dame ain't got nothing that'll have your shit jumping like this right here, y'all. You gotta have to take an L for this he week because I'm about to play this shit. Fuck out of here. You're not about to play. You got. You not. You do the editing and shit. He's not gonna play. You can't stop the ring. I'm not playing that. <laughs> I know that. That's the part. That's the... He ain't got nothing like this. Yeah, he's not playing you can't stop the rain, Los. Bruh, he, he ain't got nothing like that. Moneyball ain't fucking with neither one of those. Have you listened though? To Moneyball? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm saying Mo, have you listened to Dame's album? To Dame's not the whole thing. I've listened to songs and I turned that shit the fuck off. Uh, Damien Lillard is not bad enough for me to do that, but I'm just saying in general, like he not messing with Shaq, bro. Get out of here. That's the point, because I don't want you to keep on trying to like, hey, yo, listen. And he lost the battle. I'm about to make a. I'm about to. I'm about to violate too. Hey, yo, this is this is this is this is the cover art <laughs> to the song. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> he put his fucking case in a pillow. Uh. Come on, bro. Stop it, yo. All right, you're right. I'm not Stop defending it. that. That's trash. I'm not defending that. That is terrible. I rest trash. my case as a case that says I rest my case on it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Okay, you're 100%. I'm not defending that part at all. That's on that, that one. That's it. That's where he lost I'm not me at. That. <laughs> but, I do, I, but I do think, no, nah, no, nah, no, seriously, no. Shout out to Dame because he is the best rapper, basketball player now. Qu- no question. Yeah. And I think that um, Moneyball is fire. Moneyball is stupid fire. 
It's fire. It's fire. It's fire. Yeah. I, I I like the vibe. I like the bop. It's, it, I mean, I, I fuck with Dame. I the fuck problem, with him. He can really rap, yeah, too. Yeah, the problem is Shaq is just so corny. He's funny, so he becomes entertaining. Not the one he played. No. He played. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I ain't going to hold you. That, that shit bumps. I can't. He got it. more than just that one. I could go on for about forty-five minutes. Yo, playing all up, yo, I appreciate y'all being here, man. We ain't, uh, we ain't going on. Bro, for you got, you better stop sleeping, yo. Go, go, listen to that shit tonight. Yeah, I'll get right on that. All right, bro. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep, y'all keep playing with Shaq, yo. He might be corny now, but that shit ain't corny. Kazam corny. But what's the next? Uh, what else we got? Nothing, man. We ain't got nothing else. I ain't going to hold you up. I know you got an early start tomorrow, Mo, but I do appreciate you being here. We had a little bit of a later start, but we ain't going to hold you up. Out of here. So, rest up, bro. YouTube people, like, comment, and subscribe. For the Spotify people, subscribe. For the SoundCloud people, subscribe. For the Twitch people who are right here in the chat, keep chatting. Drop the backpacks. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Share it in your Discord. Do all that shit, man. Whatever it is y'all do, just do that shit. Tell and your I mothers, tell your, your fathers, brothers, tell your, brothers. your brothers. I'm not flexing while you say that. Your sisters, tell your cat, tell your dog. Come listen. And also, like I said, while we're recording, we're trying to interact with the chat a little more. If y'all got more shit y'all want to talk about, keep throwing it in. Lily was on fire today, but if y'all got topics and anything y'all want to hear about, throw it out there. Yo, tell. Is this un- cool? Unknown, I don't know. I don't know. Not not when you like hold the stance, but like you gotta just kinda like do it and like get out of there. But like <laughs> you look like you look like one of them uh like a little kid. It's when, not fire. When parent... Tell me it's not fire. Nah. Nah, you... when a little kid I'm was taking a picture and, the, and their there, parents too... was like hey, Los, do, do that, do that, do that pose. Do that pose. And you like, oh, oh. <laughs> hey yo, Los, Los, just Los, just go over my name real quick so they can see it and then it'll make sense. Go over my name real quick. Hurry, I can see I can tell if you do it or not. Look, two solid with the two. <laughs> they said you got a freckle on your palm, bro. <laughs> that's a birthmark. That's a beauty mark on the two. <laughs> anyway, that's your trash, bro. Uh, how you gonna tell? Like, how you gonna tell somebody has <laughs> fucking birthmark? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, get the fuck. Hey, yo, hey, wrap it up. I do wrap it up, man. Either way, I appreciate y'all being here. We are the unpaid players. We'll see y'all next week. Peace, bro. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>